Forgotten Flicks remembers Cohen and Tate, 1988. 30 years I work alone. 30 years I always do the job, and then this week they give me this job and tell me I gotta put on a second gun. My age, you don't make a remark. In this business, they don't retire you to Florida. They don't give you any social security, and you don't get a gold watch. What you do get one day when you're not looking is a brief pain in the back of your head and a quick glimpse of your brains flying out before they scrape you up off the sidewalk. Hello and welcome to Forgotten Flicks, where we remember the movies you grew up with. And in the case of tonight's motion picture, I most people probably never grew up with it because it was really freaking hard to find. So I am joined. I'm Joel, and I'm joined by Peter, the one and only. Hi, howdy, Peter. So this is one of our our episodes where we're going to delve into more of the thriller action-y territory, right? You know, we kind of developed a bit of a pattern. With Daryl, it's more of the teen comedy, sex comedy, uh, (laughs) occasionally really misogynistic sci-fi action comedy hybrid. How comes to Frogtown? I'm looking at you. And (laughs) this movie, though, we decided that for at least, you know, for a while, we were going to try and connect movies to the one we had previously watched. We watched Body Heat last time, which as we're nope. recording this Body has, Parts. Um, sorry, Body, Body Heat, Heat is another yeah, movie. Yes, it's Kathleen Turner. Yeah, and William mm-hmm. Hurt, right? Yeah, my bad. Mm. <clears throat> body Parts. Well, you know, it has a lot of body parts in that one, too. And True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we were going to connect the movies. Last one was Body Parts. As, a, as we record this, that one hasn't come out yet. So... <clears throat> Those of you hearing this, this is, you know, way in the future. And <laughs> we decided that we wanted to keep the Eric Red train going. Eric Red was the writer-director of Body Parts. For those that aren't familiar with his work, he also wrote The Hitcher, Near Dark, uh, wrote Blue Steel. Steel, yeah. Yeah, so both of, Catherine Bigelow, her first two movies were written by him. And this is actually the movie we're covering, to, covering tonight, Cohen and Tate. It's his directorial debut. I had never even heard of it. You had heard of it, right, Peter? Yeah, I've seen it too. Okay, you'd seen it. I had never yeah. seen it, never heard of it, nada. And <laughs> I'm a Roy Scheider fan. I like Adam Baldwin, but I'm you know big Roy Scheider fan. I'd never even heard of this movie, so I uh, was very excited to check it out, watch it. It was on YouTube. That is how yep. I watched it. Is that how you watched it? Yes. Okay. Oh, did you check out the the uh, the extended? The, the, yes, I did, I did. We'll get we'll okay. get to that for sure because that was pretty cool. Uh, yep. And. Yeah, they have that on YouTube. Uh, I also want to get into the concept of I'm assuming somebody stitched that together from different parts because I don't know if you picked up. There was a couple of weird visual things that happened in the movie that I'm pretty confident were not originally there. So we'll we'll get Uh, into that. Probably not, yeah. Okay. (laughs) We'll get into all that. But Cohen and Tate is, as we said, a movie from 1988. It is a – road picture, suspense, thriller, kind of crime, noir type yeah, of movie. I, yeah, 
I kind of put down film noirish. Yeah, too, yeah. So. it's like old te- school thriller. Yeah, it's like Texas noir, which Eric Red's earlier work has that vibe. I mean, the that yeah. that, that sort of it's uh, the West of America, of the United States meets noir because the yeah. Hitcher has that vibe, Near Dark has that vibe, and this movie has that vibe. Yeah, it's definitely uh, uh, old school thriller. Yes, uh, type stuff, which I, which I love. Yeah, so. so. It, it uh, like I said, it was my first time. I'm assuming you hadn't seen it in a long time. It is a oh. very hard movie to find, um, although it is on Blu-ray, and we'll get into that as well. But it is I did discover after the fact that it is on Blu-ray. Um, but uh, before we go really into the the meat and potatoes of this movie, let's go ahead and listen to the trailer, and followed by a spoiler alert. Cohen, he kills people for money. Please. Tate would happily do it for fun. They've been teamed up to get Travis Knight away from his family and the FBI and deliver him alive to the mob. It's done. Yeah, done. Almost. Travis Knight. He's nine years old and he's going to give them hell. Cohen and Tate. A two-man army ready for anything. It's working, Mr. Cohen. Except a nine-year-old hell-bent on survival. Tate, Tate. You're dead. That's it. His only hope to turn them against each other. Kill him, Mr. Cohen. Take it easy, Mr. Cohen. Things are getting a little out of hand, don't you think? A terrifying race against time with death in pursuit. Cohen and Tate. Excuse me. Excuse me. Spoiler alert, please. That is correct. We are going to spoil this movie. We are going to go into it. I I think there might be a couple things we will try. I've noticed that, Peter, it seems that we've gotten, at least maybe it's just me, have gotten into a bit of a pattern lately with the thrillers that were trying to not be as spoilery, but I still want to throw it out there because we're going to go into certain plot points and things. So if you're a spoiler-free kind of person, please be warned. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the heat of the discussion, uh, it's it's hard sometimes not sure. to. So, uh, sure, without, so uh, you, get too, you get too vague, and then it just it doesn't even make sense of what we're trying to nah. say. So. So, not that it makes uh, sense so. when, I, when I'm normally talking, but I'm just saying for sure if we try to be yeah, too well. spoiler-free. Yeah. Okay, so... We already mentioned Eric Red that he was the writer and director. This is his directorial debut. And yep. it stars Roy Scheider yep. and Adam Baldwin as Cohen and Tate, yep. respectively. So Roy Scheider, I think it goes without saying, everybody knows him from at least one movie. Yeah, Clute. Totally. Uh, well, I was going to say that or 10th, 2010. 
yeah, 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 probably. Sure, because I mean, really, other than or, that, uh, yeah, well, Sequest, DSV, and all that jazz, TV show, all that yeah. jazz. Um, and people are th- listening to us now, going, "Shut the media <laughs> up." <laughs> okay, yes, he was Brody and Jaws. He, yeah, uh, first, and Jaws too. Yeah, Jaws two, uh, the two best ones. I always, I always love Jaws two. Actually, I, I yeah. think it's a great movie. And he was also French Connection. I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff, man. He's a fantastic Marathon actor. man. Yep. Yeah. He passed away in 2008. He was 75 when he passed away. Uh, but yep. he's a great actor, always good. And I, one of the things I was looking the most forward to uh, with seeing this movie, not just that it was Eric Red's directorial debut and that's why I wanted to see it, but also just seeing Scheider yeah. in a role yeah. that you can tell from the trailer, he is not the likable, affable guy he is in, in a lot of his other roles. Uh, no. So Not at all. I, I wanted. I was interested to see how he plays this cold-hearted hitman. I'm sure he's. He may have touched on that in some other roles that I'm, you know, not as familiar with. But from all the things that I grew up with him, uh, watching him in, that is definitely goes against his type. So yeah, but it's, it's always a pleasure watching Roy Scheider. So, yes. and then his sidekick, the young <laughs> upstart, the hothead Tate, mm-hmm. is played by Adam Baldwin. Uh, I think right off the bat, everybody that's familiar with his work tends to go with Firefly. For some reason for me though, I always think of X-Files first. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 And I knew what, know. he was not he was not nearly as as uh, much of a character in X-Files as he was in Firefly, but Oh, oh. Yeah. But still. No, he was in Full Metal Jacket too, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, so and Predator too. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. Well, in My Bodyguard, wasn't that one of his first movies? Uh Yes, I think it was actually, well, so. acor- yeah. according yeah. to uh, Imdaba, it was. Yeah, yeah, he was in DC Cab. He, uh, You mentioned Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Next of Kin. Next, ah, yeah, that too, yeah. Yep. He was in The Patriot too with uh, Mel Gibson. Okay. So And and I, I as I found, I, I didn't remember this. He was in one episode of a, uh, a short series on Showtime called Fallen Angels. Okay. A hmm. uh, kind of film noirish uh, series. Okay. It, it only lasts two short se- uh, uh, seasons. Okay. Uh, they showed it on Danish TV here uh, a long time ago. I have uh, I have them on VHS somewhere. It was like real. There's a lot of. Uh, it's like, I don't know. Gary Oldman was in one. Tom Hanks was in one. Oh wow! Yeah, I've never, uh, I've never heard of it. Although, on a total, uh, barely a coincidence, he he was also on the show. Angel, which, you know, minus the fallen, which, uh, yeah, the Buffy spinoff. Yep. So, yeah, he's a very accomplished actor, many, many mm. credits. And it's funny because he seems like to me the kind of guy that has been around for an insanely long time. But I mean, he started in 1980, which, you know, compared yeah, to yeah, some of no. the, some folks that we're used to seeing on screen a lot. And the other thing about him that's interesting is I always think nowadays he's, even though I have this impression that he's been around longer, he seems, Younger than I would expect him to be. And maybe that's because, again, I have this assumption that he's been around. I don't know. I don't know why I think that. But uh, just some weird way I I view him as an actor. Uh, So he plays Tate. I I do want to get into his role because I have this theory of who that role was originally written for. I don't think it was. I could be completely wrong. But I just have this this theory. So uh, the kid that they are. Well, that they kidnap and are taking back to their mob bosses is played by yeah. Harley Cross, and yep. he 
is Travis Knight in the movie. He was actually a pretty accomplished actor uh, when he was yeah. younger. He, he had done a lot of things. He was in The Believers. He was in Mrs. Yep. Mrs. Sofal was his debut, according to yeah, yeah, IMDb. Yeah, I know. Uh, someone to watch oh, over me. That's right. Wasn't it the Carpenter one? Uh, no, that's really Scott. That's really I'm thinking of yeah. um, someone's watching me, right? Yeah, yeah. Someone's uh, watching someone me. To watch, uh, it's the yeah. Carpenter one, yeah. Yeah, someone to watch over me was uh, wasn't that with ah uh, oh, damn it the guy with the scar and platoon. Uh, oh, Tom Berenger. Exactly. I think that was yeah. the one. I've never seen that, and it's really Scott. I'm thinking yeah, maybe, we've got, maybe we've got another movie to connect, but we'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple here. So Okay. Yeah, I tried okay. to find the believers, but I couldn't. Okay. I've seen that a long time ago. Yeah. seemed the, to remember a spider scene I didn't like much. <laughs> uh, the, bo- <laughs> the Boy Who Cried Bitch. Uh, okay. That said, that was one of the – he played Dan Love. And according to IMDb, <laughs> that was his – That didn't help. Well, and apparently he – was it's one of his most accomplished performances because he is a deeply okay. troubled and psychotic twelve year old juvenile delinquent sociopath. Okay, so sounds dirty as hell though. It kind of does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the uh, outside that was that sort of, in front of the camera. There's not a lot of people. Obviously, there's you know he, no, there's some no, no. characters playing his parents. There's a couple FBI agents and there's some uh, local yeah, law the enforcement. Only, the only one I recognize was it was his dad, Cooper Huckabee. Yes, who was in the the Fun House, Urban Cowboy, mm-hmm. I and one of my too. favorite. Yeah, one of my favorite miniseries, Gettysburg, from mm-hmm. early 92, 93, I yeah. think. And then uh, Django Unchained, right? Did you have a part in that? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Mr. Cooper Huckabee. Yes, and behind the camera, we mentioned Eric Red, the music, which to me was one of the st- really strong points of the movie. I really liked the music. was Bill mm. Conti, which we – where do yep. we know Mr. Bill Conti's music from? Well, everything, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that narrows it down. Thanks, Peter. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really write anything down because he's done. A well, to me, shitload of stuff. To, well, to me, there's only one. I mean, he's done. You're right. He's done a ton. But mm-hmm. there's one thing in particular that I was that I was sort of the equivalent of Brody or Jaws in Roy Scheider. This is analogous. It is he did Rocky, all of them well, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he did the music. Actually, at least up through four. I'm not trying to see if he did. Did he do five? Maybe he, just, uh, maybe, he sure. did, maybe he didn't want to put that on his um, <laughs> on his resume, on, on his profile, because <laughs> he goes up to four, and I don't see five, which was ninety, uh, right? That was around. Uh, yeah, Dude, he's got that. Ghost Dad on here now. Granted, it just says uh, musical cues. It doesn't didn't want to take full credit for the uh, score on that one either. I don't really blame you. Uh, no. Yeah. No. I, oh, I mean, he's, he's uh, that name is Bill Conti is uh, synonymous with a, a good score. But he movie. did Rocky Balboa. Which I like to pretend five didn't happen, and we can go right into Balboa. So that that works nicely. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he's done a ton of stuff. Maybe he, uh, he imagined that too. Mm-hmm. Falcon Crest <laughs> Dynasty did the themes for those. Cagney and Lacey. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I know. Victor it, it, J. Okay. Kemper was the DP. Yeah, and uh, uh, and I wrote here who's also done point point point, and I never wrote it, anything down. Well, yeah, but I mean, because it, it's almost like you would your hand would have gotten tired from all the credits. Yeah, I know. But I everything mean, uh, from uh, Dog Day Afternoon and Oh God. He, yeah, and I mean, he would. He, Unforgotten Flakes has been covered a couple of times, sure, I think. Sure, Well, and I think I just saw another potential movie that's connected then because of him that you and I have talked about a lot, o- offline anyway, Magic. Oh, 
Yeah. Use the DP on Magic. If you haven't yeah, seen Magic, right. just YouTube Magic 1970, what is it, 8? Ish, it's around then, right? Yeah, it was late seventy-eight. 70s, yeah, yeah. nineteen seventy-eight yeah. trailer. <laughs> Anthony That's Hopkins, so. ventriloquist dummy, and Anne Margaret. Mm. Uh, who shows uh, boobage? Did really? I yes. I don't remember there being any anything untoward in that movie, but maybe it's been a long uh, time. It be... was quick. Okay, but you uh, know memorable. because you you freeze framed it enough, and but, uh, okay. I'm taking the fifth on that because got uh, well, I got I got rest on, on the last episode, so. Uh, <laughs> what? No, you didn't wear out the tape, did you? Did you? Uh, no, I only had this on uh, DVD, so okay. I might have okay. lasered it to death. Got it. Got it. <laughs> uh, no, but Magic is a good movie. And That's, I, uh, I want to bring up the editor, which we almost never do. But Edward M. Abrams or Abrams, A B R O M S. He was the yeah. editor, and I'm only bringing him up because in my research for the movie, there is apparently on the Blu-ray. Which I'm just going to cut to the chase right now and say this morning I ordered the Blu-ray, so I'll have oh, it a couple okay. of days. And it's because I really wanted to see it. it, can't, it has uh, Eric Red has commentary on the movie, oh, and yeah. there's a twenty some odd minute behind the scenes feature. Ooh, yeah. So I really want. And apparently, the, at one point, the editor said, "This is according to somebody who was reviewing the uh, the extras." Apparently, he makes a comment in regards to. Adam Baldwin's performance and not necessarily liking it. <laughs> okay. So I just thought that was, you don't usually, usually those types of uh, features on DVDs, they're, they're a bit of puff pieces, you know, everybody's like, oh, working with so-and-so was just, oh, it was a joy. It was, I feel, it was a dream. It was an honor. Yeah. You know, it's all that crap. This guy's like, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't say stuff. he was bad to work with because obviously as an editor, okay. he didn't work with him, but I think his, nope. He was mainly commenting on the performance, so hmm. so that's a, that's just kind of a high level of the people involved in this movie to give you an idea. Yeah. Uh, that's it's my. I mean the 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 cast. Well, the the cast that matters actually are only three. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically, yeah, I mean they are the, the primary. The this is this was you yeah. could tell this was his debut. It was low budget. Uh, I, I I feel as if on some level him getting Roy Scheider was equivalent to. Carpenter getting Donald Pleasance for Halloween. I don't know how many days he had Scheider, but Scheider was the big name in the yeah. movie. And the the way the whole movie plays out, it is extraordinarily simple in its even though it's a road movie, you're primarily yeah. in the car, occasionally at a gas station. It's almost all at night, so obviously you can't really see a whole lot of things outside the car. You know, there's a couple of decent crashes and chase scenes and and things of that nature. Yeah, Adam. But I mean, uh, even though it's uh, simple, you can you can see that uh, it's that the cinematographer is, is a great one because it's it's actually very well shot uh, uh -huh. for this type of movie. Mm -hmm. It was it was so, it was very it was it had a really good look. Now, and this is saying something because watching it on YouTube, it was somebody had uploaded a really uh, yeah. low grade VHS copy of it, and it was it was pretty yeah. rough to watch that way. But uh, it, it it was interesting because according to uh, IMDb, this was released in January in 1989 in the U.S., okay? Mm. It was unceremoniously dumped shortly thereafter because uh, according to one of the comment threads in, in IMDb, so take that for what it's worth, somebody <laughs> commented that it was only released in 161 theaters in the entire country with no advertising. Now, in the late 80s, 
Now, 161 is definitely not a lot, but they were. You had to be a pretty, still a pretty big movie, like the Batman, yeah. you know, Batman coming out before you get into thousands and thousands of theaters. So, I can see why this movie wouldn't necessarily have gotten a massive wide release, but 161 yeah, seems still, really low. Yeah, yeah, you really, you really have to depend on word of mouth then. Yes, you do, and I don't get yeah. the impression that it had much of an opportunity. No, I don't to think so. That. No, no, because it's it's. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a small movie. Yes. But uh, that doesn't make it a bad one. No, and, okay, I want to just, we might as well just go ahead and, because, you know, as we've discussed before, these these episodes that we do are, are in these movies are typically going to be a little shorter, you know, the ones mm. we do with Daryl. Uh, so I, I want to jump right into our feelings on the movie because <laughs> I have a weird response. So I want to hear your response first. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't remember a lot about it uh, as I pressed play, but I, I mean, I remembered bits and pieces of it as the movie kind of played out. And uh, to tell you the truth, I kind of like this one. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's violent and brutal as hell, but uh, the the the, the I, I, I don't it's a lot of it comes up to to uh, Roy Scheider who yeah. carries this. Basically, but yes. uh, but nope, I like this one. Well, here's the thing. My, uh. my my knee-jerk after watching it was I felt like I should have liked it more than I initially did. Mm-hmm. But the thing I came away from it was there were a few saving graces. You hit the nail on the head with one of them. Roy Scheider is yeah. awesome in this movie. He's yeah. great. The music, Bill Conti's music, uh, I liked. Yeah, yep. And there's a scene – without going into spoilers of what exactly happens, involving a roadblock, a traffic stop, and, oh, yeah. and a police-guided, uh, uh, involuntary police-guided escort. <laughs> yeah. And that whole, the way that built up was really good. I li- I love that sequence. That's probably the best scene in the movie, in my opinion. Mm. But, the, I, I, well, here's the thing. It's weird. I didn't love it. Like, I thought I was going to love it. Right, like mm. we came away from body parts, and I think we both agreed we both pretty much loved that movie. We were shocked at yeah. how much we liked it. This, I felt like all the pieces were there. Everything was there for me to love it, maybe even more than body parts. And yet, there was something I couldn't. At, yeah, you need that time. Like I went to bed, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait in the morning. Well, I got up in the morning, and my knee-jerk response was, I'm gonna look up some things on this movie because I don't feel like I want to dismiss it out of hand. But so I, I'm looking up some stuff and you know, read a few things about it. And, you know, some other people reviewed it. Everybody, for the most part, who reviewed it really likes it a lot. And yeah. I, I think a lot of it, though, I noticed were people who grew up with it too, to some degree. So they had seen it when they were younger. But they all seemed to, you know, they made legitimate arguments. It wasn't just because it's awesome. It was, you know, they, they uh, no, no, yeah, they made some decent arguments as to why they enjoyed the uh, movie. Yeah, I mean. Uh... Uh, for me, it's it's. Uh, I kind of like these uh, small movies mm-hmm. where there's actually Absolutely. only yeah only uh, two or three sure. main characters with it and in a, in a, in a small room, car, whatever. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, no, I I didn't. Well, I liked it. I know I like it a lot. Yeah, I. Uh, I but I didn't. Yeah, I but gonna, there's something. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say that I I I like it. Like I mean, yeah. for instance, like. Before the morning was over, I bought the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. And, but it's almost like I want to hear Eric Red 
talk about what he intended for certain things. Mm. And and according to several things I read, that extra, that 20-some-odd-minute extra that is on the DVD, it, they were talking about that it actually makes you appreciate the movie more. And I think that's what it is. I feel like I need background context for some of it to really appreciate it. Now, some people would argue, well, then it didn't do its job effectively because it should just work as a story on its own. You shouldn't need all that blah, blah, blah. And I agree that. Yes. Yeah, well, but I there's things about it. I really like, like you said, it is very quiet for a while and then yeah. brutal. It, when people get shot in this movie, I it's mean, they get it's, shot. It's uh, like the hitcher. Yeah. Like it's yeah. chunks flying off bloody gory. I mean, it, exactly. It is not it's, often, it's not but like when it little, happens. Yeah. I mean, just in the, in the beginning when they shoot one of the FBI agent, agents mm-hmm. out of the window. I mean, he's a he's, It's like a horror movie. That, that whole scene yeah. played like a horror movie to me. Man, there's, there's man, there's glass, there's blood, there's bits of man yes. flying out to that window. And, and yeah. And, it's not like they, they shoot a guy once yeah i think they have what to I, unload oh, yeah yeah they do and and i think where it came down of why what i was feeling is is it being off of why i didn't love it more than i thought i should it came down to a couple of key elements because one you brought up the whole idea of you know you like smaller movies which sometimes mm-hmm. where it's you know just a few actors and the back and forth i do too but i also love Movies like this where you have the old grizzled guy who yeah. is always like a cop movie, right? Where it's the old grizzled yeah. cop of the young upstart loose cannon and he can't stand him and he's all grumpy and cynical. It's all like the old dog with the puppy and he just keeps yeah. – you know, the puppy's nipping his heels and he keeps growling at him. And it's it, <laughs> and I love all those types of things. It, it actually – it kind of hit me out of nowhere of what my problem was. The movie's called Cohen and Tate. It's their movie. It's no, actually, it's. I'd argue Cohen is the main it's, character. Yeah, it's basically because it's it's very much Mr. Cohen. The the kid is, in my opinion, a MacGuffin to give I them a was reason. Just gonna say that. <laughs> it's what he I is. Was, yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. He's just there to kind of get the plot moving. Sure, he is. Yeah, because, and I think that's where it hit me of what I. It, it comes down to this, and and this is probably not fair. Because you should like the movie for its own merits, but it turned into one of those exercises of me going through my head of, okay, but if they had just done this, <laughs> you know? So I got yeah. it in my head. It's like, you know what? I, I know how this movie would have been super satisfying. Number one, it starts, and this is in the very beginning of the movie, so I'm not giving anything away, and you know from anything you read about the movie, the family is in witness protection because supposedly the kid, Travis, saw some kind of mob hit, and he's a witness yeah. to it. So they're in hiding. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, and I mean that big old house. Oh, it's, it's great it's, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, in, sparsely in, furnished. Yeah, oh, it's great. Yeah. I loved all of that. It was very well yeah. set up. What I but what I realized in hindsight, what I didn't love is that that's how we started. And the first time yeah. that we're introduced to Cohen or Tate, we don't know who it is. We're actually seeing it through their point of view, almost like a slasher movie. Yeah, and yeah, with the parked the car and yes. the car started driving up against the, up to the house. Yeah, the problem with that is it's not establishing either of them. As nope. protagonist or anything else, it the kid is set up as he's the protagonist. Now, you can make the argument, and I think it would be fair. I'll play devil's advocate for a second and say, <laughs> well, they did that to throw you off. And that's fine, except never at any point did – other than me thinking to myself, this seems like it should be more about Cohen. Like I guess this is what it came down to. If this had been the movie, I would have gone like out of my mind with – 
this is a masterpiece kind of thing. If it had been more in line with, say, a Grand Torino, and I know I bring that movie up way too much considering it's about an old, <laughs> an old jerky racist, but but, yeah, but you know what Bush, I mean? Yeah, I mean, Cohen is the is the interesting yes. uh, character here because uh, as I was watching it, it's like I want to because he's obviously seen a lot. He's done Very a cynical. lot of bad things. Yeah, you want to know uh, how did he arrive at this point? Sure. And and why all of a sudden? Because uh, w- what he said in the clip you played at the start here, he, he, for thirty years he's always done the job and he's always done it alone, and there's never been any problem. But all of a sudden, there has to be yes another gun. Yes. Why all of a sudden? I, I, I wanted to know. I wanted to know Cohen Cohen's uh, uh, story. Oh, and I, yeah, I agree with you. And that's that was therein lies well one of my two bigger gripes, and I'll tell you what my second one is in a second. But but my first one was that – and when I bring up Gran Torino, what I mean specifically isn't that Cohen had to be like the Eastwood character. But he is is that sort of grizzled, you know, cynical, bite-your-head-off kind of guy. And what I would have liked to have seen is how in that movie, how in Gran Torino, you get that gradual thing where he will never admit that he likes the kid, but he's starting to warm up to the kid. Now, I understand he's this cold-blooded killer. So here is what you just said hits the nail on the head for me. Had Tate been sent along without Cohen's knowledge, because what this was actually going to boil down to is when this job was over, Tate's assignment wasn't just to bring the kid. It, he was oh. there because he was to off Cohen. And they never yeah, set now, take over. Yeah, exactly. And they never – the kid – makes that assumption the kid tries to you know convince cohen that oh you got to take out tate but it's never we never see anything to show us that like if we had seen that then it take the whole dynamic of the movie would change and i think that the idea that because cohen i love i love stories where bad men do something noble Snake Plissken in Escape from New York. At the end of the day, he does it just because, yeah, he doesn't want to die, but he still does it. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, and, exactly. and And Cohen could be this cold-blooded, sociopathic jerk, right? I mean, think about Dexter, a show like Dexter. I mean, that's what he is. He's a yeah. sociopath. I mean, complete sociopath. But yet he does, quote-unquote, the right thing. And I would have loved the idea that as the movie progressed, Cohen, while, yes, he – doesn't, at the end of the day, really care about the kid. The idea that his boss is kind of like a bestseller. Like the idea that they screwed him over and now he's going to get back uh, at them. Yeah. Like if it had gone uh, that route, yeah, oh, exactly. it would have been so, – because that ending, and I, without going into it too too graphically. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think that ending with them handcuffed together, all the stuff that happens, would have taken on a whole other tone and level of resonance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and I'm not even talking about the – I'm sorry. I, I should have said the, the first of the two endings because there's an ending ending where it really there, ends. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's kind of – yeah, there's kind of two in it. The final shootout and then the ending. I'm, th- I'm referring to the final shootout. And yeah. I think had that transpired with all of that stuff that I'm talking about where maybe he had bonded with the kid more. And, and even just incidentally because he starts to put the pieces together that Tate was hired not to help him bring the kid back. Tate no, was hired to, to take, take him out. out. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of he's there to make sure the job is – well done, yeah. Well, and probably not because he's he he wants to off the kid. Well, basically from square one. And I think that's really the problem with Tate as a character. Yeah, yeah. Because why 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 wouldn't he just shoot the kid and then shoot Cohen? Well, well, because I think maybe it boils down to 
you could have you could have worked it into where you needed Cohen to get the kid. Like maybe only Cohen, you know, knew where maybe there, or maybe maybe Tate was hired by somebody else. Keep in mind these are you know, mafia family, so you don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know maybe no, he was hired by somebody else, and or has is like a double agent sort of situation. You know where he's working for the yeah. other family, and Tate uh, Cohen doesn't know that, of course, and he needs to have Cohen deliver this kid because it'll set something in motion. You know that you know I don't know. You could have come up with something that would have been a yeah. little bit of a cliche or trope but the point is is that to justify why he wouldn't have killed him right off the bat yeah but i guess what i came down to with tate the problem i had is that he was so just i'll say it, he was just so batshit crazy uh yes <laughs> that that you almost feel like well why would anybody have sent him like uh, the, you know, the, the, yeah he's kind of a loose cannon I mean, you, loose you can't cannon. really you can't really trust him because if you just push him a little bit too much it's it's over it would have made more basically. sense quite frankly the way his character was if the family would have sent him so that cohen could have taken him out actually based yeah. on his behavior yeah. so yeah. i don't know i that that i found and i guess this is where i was going to go earlier i mentioned i think that character was written for bill paxton Pic- oh, picture oh, bill paxton nice. Two years or a year and a half after Near Dark and the Severin character playing that oh, role. Shit. Yeah. Now Holy I like shit, Adam Baldwin. Yeah. I like Adam yeah, Baldwin, yeah, but, but it, he's yeah, so menacing. Was, he's so menacing yeah. and so serious that that character, like when he goes crazy, like you're just scared. And not to mention the fact that I swear to God, there were several times where I swear I thought he was going to go. Mm-hmm, I like me some <laughs> French fried potatoes. Mm-hmm. His oh, voice sorry. is so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. I like, Cohen. like that movie. Oh, I, Sling Blade? Oh, I love Sling Blade. I love Sling Blade, yeah. No, but but even if you look at uh, at, uh, at Tate and the way he dresses, and then you think back to Near Dark and yes. how Bill Paxton looked exactly, in that one. Exactly what I thought. Ex- Holy shit, I didn't think of that. Yeah, it hit me. I was like, Bill Paxton. Think, now, think about Bill Paxton, right? Between You're talking about post-Aliens, post-Near Dark, yeah. right? But, but yeah. pre-more serious things, right? Mm-hmm. That... Yeah. If he had come in there playing that character, because here's what I think would have added humor. I think that's the that's the other thing. And, you know, Eric Red is not known, known for having funny in his movies. I get I grant you that. But no, but I think but, Bill Paxton, because that's what he gives near dark, doesn't he? He gives like dark. humor. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. Yeah. But I think it, it you don't really have to have the the, the ha ha funny. But, no, but uh, dark humor. Just, yeah, and just the, the the glint in his eyes or something. Because when you look at Adam Baldwin or Bill Tate's, yes. well, Adam Baldwin's yeah. uh, way of playing Tate, there's not a lot of humor in those no, eyes. There's he's just, serious. Uh, like he, you just yeah. pretty much think at any moment he's going to off everybody in the car. Basically, yeah, and, and the car too, for that matter. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's just he's that kind of character. Well, and I think with with the kid. You know, there's several times that his aggression towards the kid is so extreme and you're and I, again now we're playing and I'm not again knocking Baldwin I think he's a fantastic actor yeah, but yeah. putting a Bill Paxton type in that role I could see how he be just would just be effing with him right like you know, like you would do like the Chet from Weird Science thing where he's like you know <laughs> hey buddy I think he's got the gun up he's like yeah. like laughs at him and just you know I could just I think it would have been a totally different and then Roy Scheider playing off of that oh my god God, would that have been brilliant? Oh, like, I, and because of Near yeah. Dark and Re- Eric Red's connection to it, uh, that's why I thought, I was like, I almost would, I would love to know if he did. Now, maybe he would yeah, never I'm admit just, it. I'm I don't just, know. I'm, yeah, I'm just looking at, uh, well, not looking at, but in my mind, those those big eyes and that, mm-hmm. that grin, that, that oh. tilt, 
Bill Paxton grin as oh, you're yeah. looking at the kid. You know what? Just, just, just do it. Come on, come on. You know yeah. where he oh, has yeah. to oh, yeah. gun up in his face. <laughs> Open your mouth. Say something. Say something. And that grin. Holy shit! That would have worked. That would have been great. It would have been creepy. It would have been awesome. I. I but again, you know, would have, could have, should have. So. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, not, not that Adam Baldwin did a bad job. No, he didn't. But again, I think it was just the take on the character was so yeah. disturbing and so dark and so just nuts. I mean, he's just crazy. Like you, yeah. I kept thinking to myself, okay, wait a minute. As profession, I could see why Cohen feels the way he does, and why I would think <laughs> Cohen is probably suspicious from the word go that that he's being set up because. He's so like you even look at their the way they dress, right? That Cohen yeah. wears the trench coat and the gloves everywhere, and he's very precise. He's very much of a professional. He is a professional yeah, killer. I, I, that's what I wrote down. Roy Scheider is almost a bit Humphrey Bogartish uh-huh. because that's uh, the way he talks. That the old style, the old yeah. school. Yeah, make talk. bogey and, a and killer. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, then the, the contrast. And the, and, and, and the contrast with Tay is great, but I uh, I think that it makes me wonder what the hell his bosses were thinking because I can't imagine – this seems like an important, important job to them. Why yeah. would they have sent Tate other than to mess Cohen up? There's no other – there's no real reason to send him otherwise. No, no. Exactly. Because so – we never, we, we never get – yeah, we, we never get anything. Uh, uh, anything to to explain any of this? Yeah, and and I don't, and I honestly, I typically like movies where you don't. And by the way, I apologize for the ringing in the background because people uh, no. are hearing that. I, mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I like in in a lot of movies where they don't overexplain things. I actually yeah. prefer that. Yeah, like yep. in in yeah, body parts, you never find out why his arm is doing what it's doing necessarily. You know, it's nope. doing something, but you don't know what and where it's coming from. And they add, they pose that question, you know, where does evil live and blah, blah, blah. So I would be mm-hmm. fine with not knowing every little detail of these guys. But I go back to had the movie's called Cohen and Tate. Had Cohen been the protagonist and ultimately Tate is his antagonist, that the whole story ends up coming down on this idea of, you know, you could almost have made it about essentially – growing old and ageism even in a extreme profession like they're in and and the idea of this young upstart who is just looking for his opportunity and make because you know that's the other thing you could have used because you said well why wouldn't tate have offed him earlier on well it could be one of those things where the you know because think about all the mob movies not that i have any other point of reference other than mob movies but the mob <laughs> movies where you have one of the underlings underneath the godfather type where yeah. they're, they're they're undermining what the godfather's doing because they want to take over you know so maybe yeah, they're using yeah. tate to do that but we would have had to have seen that and i think had there been some scene at the beginning you know maybe you even go so far as to say cohen's dying you know he's got cancer or something yeah, and they yeah. know it but he won't admit it and so he's rusty so that's why they're, they're that's why his direct bosses are going to send this kid with him because he's you know they're worried he might not be as quick on the draw and they're referencing the fact that hey you know might be getting time to you know sail off into the sunset cowboy but then when he so later on when he makes that reference about you don't retire in this profession it would have all yeah. made sense what he's assuming is going to happen and then yeah because yeah because when you remember they stop at one point and he puts money in a in an envelope that he yes. has clearly had yes. in his pocket for a long time for something yeah because, yeah because you see the creases and it's been uh-huh. it's been folded for a long time and he puts money in it and it's Apparently for his wife or something. I'm not. You know, yeah. We never really know. And he sends it, uh, and he and he posts it. 
So, I mean, he clearly kind of knew what, what might come oh, and he makes refer- later to, on. To your point, he makes references that this job's bad. This job, yeah. you know, there's, you yeah. know, he, I had a bad feeling about this job at the beginning. And I go back to, had we just had a couple of key yeah. moments, either with Tate you know, taking a call when they're at a gas station, something that would have been, they didn't have to oversell it. We didn't necessarily have no, to no, see no. the person under the line. It's just a thing. Yes. Yes. So mm. I, I just, I think, and then the kid becomes something, you know, they, he's working with, you know, Cohen to, to, you know, maybe convince kind Cohen. A, what? Yeah, kind of a, like a catalyst or something. Yeah, exactly. Now it yeah. is interesting to note that according to both Wikipedia and IMDb, that, Eric Red based this on an O. Henry story. Yep, yep, yeah. I read. Uh, I just read it bl- briefly. Well, yep. not the story, but uh, that it was. Based I read on the it. story years ago. I remember. I remember the oh, story. Okay. It's called "The Ransom of Red Chief," I believe. Wasn't that the name of it? Uh, yeah, I think so. And and the premise of that story, and because I, I couldn't remember when I when we looked up this movie and everything, I'm like, yeah, that that idea sounds very familiar <laughs> to me. Uh, and in that one, these two guys, these two criminals, kidnap a kid for for ransom. Hence the name of the story. And the kid is just a hellion. He is a problem child times 10. And they, and by the end of the story, spoiler alert for a hundred plus year old story, uh, he has driven them so crazy. They pay, as I recall, they paid the father to take him back. Like it's, and it's, a, it, and it's a bit, oh, it's one of those ideas that has permeated the culture. And there's other things that have uh, addressed that. Like, okay, the bad guys get a kid, the kid's a pain, or a woman, man, whoever they kidnap, and that yeah. person is such a pain in the butt that, you know, like they'll, they'll kidnap the rich guy's wife, and the rich guy's like, hey, keep her. <laughs> That's what that is. It's totally from that story. Yeah. So what I, I, I thought, like, again, I thought the kid, based on the trailer and things I was reading, was going to be more of a presence to drive them apart. If, if it didn't go the route I originally would, would have liked, which is Cohen is being set up to be taken out by the end of it. Well, then the other one would be that maybe these guys are totally both professional. Maybe you could have made Tate a little loose cannony and, and a little bloodthirsty, but not completely nuts like he is. And then the kid yeah. works to get them. He's so smart. He gets them you know, separate, but yeah. this is my ultimate final knock. And I really hate to be this guy. It's a kid and kid actors. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. I didn't think he was good. Like I found him grating and it was, and I almost felt like, I don't know if it was him. Like, I mean, the other, I haven't seen it. I don't recall him in the other things he's listed in. Okay. But no, no, no neither do I. And when he is mostly with the dialogue, like when he wasn't doing dialogue, he was actually okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's not like he was, he wasn't bad all the time because there was some glimpses of, of well, hope uh, of yeah. good acting or whatever, but, yeah, it's you know what I'm saying though. It, that's why I think that that would have been the problem with trying to get a bond between him and Cohen going because I don't know that the kid could have sold it. And like, nah, I don't think so. And it was the school of dramatic acting where you have to scream everything, and that's drama. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I we just, talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, because I thought to myself, now this was definitely after he would have been he'd been too old for this. But like a young like a young Henry Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like I was just going through my head of like really uh, Lucas Haas. Uh, yep. Elijah Wood, I, I, you yeah. know any of those kids? Haley Joel Osment. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. That would have been. Now I realized he probably wasn't born yet. Okay. Nah, nah. <laughs> I, he, he was, he was but he was very young. Yeah. <laughs> but him? Can you imagine a kid with that caliber? Of, yeah, with, with yeah, with uh, that caliber. Wait, of wait, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Here's my dream of of an alternate universe: Bill Paxton as Tate, Haley Joel Osment 
as Travis and Roy Scheider as Cohen. That would have been oh my lord, that would have been amazing. Seriously, mm-hmm. that 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 movie that mm-hmm. would have been an actual one hundred percent cinematic travesty. <laughs> that yeah. movie, no pun intended, <laughs> Travis. So no, nope. so ultimately, no, but I, yeah, but I, I get yeah, I get it because there. Uh, uh, there, there was moments where I thought, uh, he, uh, yeah, it's, he didn't really sell it. That's what uh, it was. And I well, think, that, yeah. and going back to the beginning of the movie, the kids in witness protection for supposedly seeing a murder, he was really yeah. well adjusted for a kid that supposed, like, when he told them, I yeah. don't know what you're yeah. talking about, I saw nothing, I believed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if the kid, yeah. had, if the kid had been maybe cat, almost catatonic, like he, maybe he stopped speaking because of it, right? The parents are trying to get him to yeah, talk. Yeah. In, uh, and not even when his parents are brutally killed, he, he doesn't. Spoiler it, alert. Well, he. Well, <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm yeah. joking. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's well, he's he sniffles a little bit, and there's tears in his eyes. But it's not like, yeah. I mean, a, a kid his age. I mean, he's nine years old. He's like uh, he's uh, my youngest daughter's age. Uh-huh. I mean, she would have been completely oh. heartbroken. Oh, oh my, yeah, my my my. Almost nine year old would have been traumatic. I mean, she would have just been out of it. Yep. So, uh, and he he kind of gets over it really quick. Yeah, well, that that and then you know, without giving anything away, when he finds out a certain key piece of information via the radio later on, oh and, yeah, and, like his yeah. reaction's more like a yeah, yeah, he does. Like, and like I mean, he saw the superhero rise really, up out of the ashes. It's like, yeah. kid, you do realize that that's. I mean, that's an amazing, great thing. And uh, I mean, I don't but, know how I expect you to react, but not that. <laughs> No, no, I thought the, the the thing that went through my head was really, really. <laughs> well, that, well, what it. goes through a bug, bug's bug's head? Yeah, I know. It's I like that joke. His ass. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Tate's joke. Uh, yeah. But it, it kind of got Cohen laughing a little it bit. It did. See, like that, that was the level of humor, though, in the movie. Like, this yeah. is part of levity. Was Tate makes a yeah. joke and Cohen laughs. Maybe that's where I heard that joke the first time because I've had that – when he told the joke, I said, ah, oh, I know the answer to this. Yeah. Maybe I heard the first time I watched it. <laughs> yeah, what's the first yeah, – what's the last thing that goes to a bug's mind when he hits the windshield? Yeah. His ass. Well, and, and I think that was the other thing that was odd to me. Cohen up to that point, all the efforts that Tate had made to <laughs> yeah. get on his good side, sure. he completely fell short. But for some reason that, he starts laughing. But he does that laugh that's almost man, like maniacal and manic. Like you think yeah. – like yeah, I thought it was going to end with him just going solid face, pulling his gun out and shooting him. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole – Yeah. What's the last thing that goes through your head? Yeah. The nine millimeter bullet uh, I mean, in my gun. No, what I mean, it's like uh, I want to put on some music. Yeah, put on some music. You want me to put on some music? Just I'm just asking. You put on some music. Do whatever you like. It's like, holy crap! I mean, it's and it's not like they've known each other for a long time, but they they kind of you kind of get the feeling they're an old married couple. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> gone bad. Yeah, but the, obviously this is the first job they've ever worked together. Yeah. So, but I go back to those moments. To me, felt almost. Like they were padding and filler to make it the runtime longer. Some of the scenes because they just they, not much happened. But see, I go back oh, to no. put a and I'm, again, I'm, I feel like I'm being a jerk about this, and I apologize. <laughs> but I go back to like a Bill Paxton, and those scenes could have been yeah. played for a lot more humor. Yeah, but because they're yeah. so serious, it's like it doesn't. It almost feels like padding. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I mean, here's yeah. the thing. What's weird? I actually did not like dislike the movie. No, 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 no. I, I, I really like this one. You know, this is this I mean, is my blue yeah. steel. This is like blue steel again. So apparently, Eric Red, I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, but this is way better than Blue Steel. I think it was. I think there were things way. about I like Blue Steel. Well, I think with Blue Steel, what I liked was that it was early in certain people's careers or af- you know, after Jamie Lee's slasher career. So I, I, there were things about it that I appreciated and liked and thought, whereas I think this one is better. Like, I really want to know how this movie was made because of the low budget, because of obviously all the problems they ran into. I don't know how much he'll go into the distribution and and post up. I I was like, as soon as I saw Blu-ray had that, I was like, done buying it because I really want to know. Uh, Yeah, because certain movies you, uh, and, 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 and actually very much so with these smaller movies, you want to see what, how how did they do that and why why did they do that because uh, featurettes on on dvds with uh with the big movies like avengers and stuff like that it's kind of like yeah well well okay we've seen that before sure. but but with these smaller mm-hmm. movies you get a little featurette about half an hour where you get into into the movie uh, more intimately yes so uh, the choices uh why, why did they choose that actor and and yeah and stuff like that that's that's way more interesting in a smaller movie like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge fan of commentary tracks. I would be, I'd be willing uh, yeah. to buy a movie that I wasn't that crazy about the movie itself. If it had good features like that in commentary, because I just oftentimes love that stuff as much. Yeah, I've been the there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess it comes down to this. It, for you, is it a forget it, or do you feel like it was a? It's worth remembering for for people out there. Uh, it's worth remembering. Yeah, I, think I mean, so too. It, it's it's a good movie. It's a good, solid movie, and and uh, the tension is is uh, it, it it works, even though we 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 uh, nitpick it a, a bit here. But the tension works, yes. I think, between Cohen and Tate. And honestly, there are moments of, in my opinion, just brilliant. So that that scene at the traffic stop, yeah, the, the, the barricade, yeah. the police barricade. That was great. It was very, there's a, there, you know what it was? There was moments in here and the Hitcher had come out a couple years, a few years before this came out. And mm. obviously Eric Red did not direct that, but you, there were things that reminded me visually yeah. and just yes. story beats that just very felt so. very Hitcher-ish. So it's almost like, I would say Hitcher is a, is a stronger connector to this movie than any of his other movies. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I think with repeated viewings, I'll probably like it more. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think because when you if you watch it a couple of times, you kind of put two and two together and mm-hmm. uh, and, and get five and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. You, you read between the lines, basically. I, I what I'm I looking think... forward to is watching the featurette, watching the commentary, and then rewatching the movie again and seeing yeah. what my take is on it. Yep. So. Well, I liked and, it. I'm oh, glad. I'm glad we did it. It's not like I'm. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even touch upon the 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 extended. Oh yeah. And I, uh, and this is gonna make me sound like a freaking gore hound, but I actually like that better because the other the the this the version we get in the 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 final movie is. Uh, it's too I don't quick. know. It's it's, it's too yeah. Quick. The, 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 yeah. The rhythm of the whole sequence is yeah. Off. It, it's wrong. Yeah. It's yeah. totally off. And I, I, mean, I uh, like that in the the extended version too. You the kid has a more active role. Yeah. Yep. And how yep. it turns out, uh, and it is it's way more brutal. I mean, again, I like the Hitcher because as I recall in the Hitcher, the ending, yeah. uh, it, you know, major spoiler alert for the Hitcher. Coming up, <laughs> fast forward a minute or thirty seconds or whatever. The, when he you know, blasts him in the highway there at yep. the end, it uh, it's brutal too, and and very brutal. And that's and there's something about 
Eric Red's aesthetic where when he shows violence, it is br- it's very Sam Peckinpah. Like it's, it's yeah. just it's it's kind of like a, a, a well not not glorified but kind of yeah I don't know well yeah kind of because it's, it's visceral and poetic I mean there's almost an artistry yeah. to the violence and gore yeah kind of like a, you know John Woo the yes the yes yes it's kind of like yeah. that slow motion it, and yeah yeah and his movies are very brutal yes they are never put offish yeah I don't know how the, I'll, I know what you're yeah it doesn't it yeah. doesn't feel like exploitative and gratuitous no, no, no. for its own no. sake. First, it's what happens to Tate there at the very end. I thought in the extended version they were going to show it. Yeah, but they don't. They no, which is kind of kind of good. Yeah, because <laughs> I think that would have been that might have been the crossing the line part to where it would have felt yeah. like they're just trying to make a straight up you know gory horror uh, film. That, but yeah, the, the sound the sound effect is oh enough. yeah, it's effective. I mean, it definitely you get uh-huh. the you you, you got to do the grimace squint like oh yeah, mm. that's gotta hurt. So. <laughs> So yes, I think we then we both came down on the this is worth remembering. Um, oh yeah. And so do you have a another movie you would want to want to connect to this one for our next one? Oh, I don't know. It, it was the, the the cast wasn't all that big. So I don't know. I, I kind of came down on Roy Scheider. I I don't know really. We've talked about Blue Thunder, but it, it's not really a thriller-esque mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. movie. So have you I don't know. Have you seen Sorcerer? From '77, I, I, I have not, and Friedkin. I really want to see that movie. It's William Friedkin, right? Yeah, yeah it's I've a, always I wanted to see thriller adventure thingy. It's uh, a remake. It's a remake of a French film, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've always wanted uh, to see it, that. It's about the 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 are they military or something? They have to transport this truck. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, I've never seen it. So uh, okay, wow. Uh, okay, well then I say that's the one. Yeah, that was either that or Fifty Two Pickups. So, oh uh, yeah, or or Magic. And which actually, well, see if we do Fifty Two Pick. Yeah. Wait, wait, Fifty Two Pickup and Margaret. Right? Isn't she in? Is she the one in Fifty Two Pickup? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get to it because the uh, I do want to do Magic eventually because I haven't seen that in forever and I love that movie. Yeah, that, well, that's a creepy thing. Mm-hmm. That goddamn ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, was and that and that trailer. Yeah, and the trailer is oh wow. Yeah, if you haven't seen a, a a creepy trailer, you haven't seen magic. Yeah, that that trailer is. <laughs> <laughs> Gives me yeah, we have to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have to do that one along the. So, so oh, we wait, which one are we? Which well, one are that, we? <laughs> I think sorcerer because you said you've oh, okay. never seen it. I've never, yeah. and I've always. I, I like. I'm I'm enjoying catching up on movies I've never seen because you know yeah. life short and. Yeah, revisiting certain movies before, like Magic, so. yeah, I'd be fine with, yeah. and I don't mind doing that every once in a while. But I do like finding these ones that I've never seen, get a yeah. totally different take on them. It's fun, so I'm enjoying that. So, Sorcerer, none of us has seen. So, yep, uh, that'd be great. That'd be perfect. I think it's well, I have it on DVD, duh, but I think it's on. I think it's on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. If that one, will be, it's, it should be easier to find than this one was. Yeah, I don't know the American Netflix. I haven't checked. I'm pretty I, sure it's on Amazon for me as well. And if not, yeah, I know yeah, there's a Blu-ray I, I of that, that one too. On, so yeah. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Good deal. All right. Well, do you have any any final words about Cohen and Tate? Nah, not really. How old are you, kid? Thanks for listening, and a special thanks to JV for providing all the fantastic music you heard in this episode. You can check out more from JV at YourSecretIdentity.com. And be sure to check out Daryl's other fantastic podcasts at taylornetworkofpodcasts.com. And don't forget to stop by ForgottenFlicks.com, where you can check out Peter's retro movie reviews, 
past podcast episodes and more. And be sure to join us next time when Forgotten Flicks will be remembering another movie you grew up with.